What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Whiskey Sessions podcast. This is episode 102. A Matt's here. B Pimp. How's it going with you? Feeling great. How do you do? It's 102. That is, you beat me to the rhyme. I hate to say it, but that is how it goes. 102, also the first podcast of 2021. Absolutely. It's, how, it's how does a, it feel to be in a new year? It feels better than it's ever felt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, we're happy to bring the Whiskey Sessions podcast into a new year. We just made it out of 2020. And with that in mind, of course, we have to review the predictions that we made for 2020 and make new predictions for 2021. So that's what we're covering for this episode. We're doing our top five predictions for 2021. And of course, uh, we hold ourselves accountable uh, to the predictions that we made in the past. So we'll be reviewing those. We actually did all things considered of how unexpected 2020 was. We didn't do that bad. We're going to give ourselves a virtual pat on the back. Yeah, I uh, no, totally. But we got to start because this is the Whiskey Sessions podcast. We got to start with a whiskey. So let me tell you about a whiskey I've got. It's from Canada. So it's a Canadian whiskey and it's called Bearface. It's got sweet little bear claw marks right on the bottle there. I really like that touch. I like it too. Can't confirm if a bear actually did that or not. What do you think? I think they definitely have a bear on staff that they would before the, the bottles are finished glazing or whatever glass does. It swipes all of them. I think so. I mean, that makes sense because here the other weird thing is it's three dashes in one direction and then two dashes in the other. So I feel like there might be something wrong with one of this bear's paws. Yeah, it's a, the bear has been around for a while and this is his last job before he's going to ride off into the bear sunset and he's a little sloppy. <laughs> Just wants to get that bear face pension. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So this is aged seven years. It says right on the bottle. It's 42%, uh, 42.5% alcohol by volume. And of course, I got it in a 750 milliliter bottle. It is, I mentioned it's uh, Canadian. And I'm going to see if I can figure out where in Canada. Uh, boy, it is making it tricky to find it. But in the meantime, it's finished in tight grain French oak uh, red wine casks. It does say it's so Bareface Spirits is in Toronto, Ontario. Oh, okay. Uh, and it's imported by Mark Anthony, the singer, maybe not, Crafted <laughs> Spirits in Chicago, Illinois. Hey, hey. So there you go. I like right, that. So I'll be drinking it neat. First whiskey of 2021. I've got it in my normal whiskey drinking glass. Uh, the last whiskey of 2020 for me was a boot. So a boot, just like how you would say about in Canada. And we're a boot to find out if your first one of 2021 is a boot. <laughs> is a boot as well. Um, all right. Giving it a smell. I would say it's a, without being too descriptive, a traditional Canadian whiskey smell. Okay, that's can't good. Make, can't make heads or tails of it yet. So I'll take a sip. We got to, you don't generally drink yours neat, if I recall correctly. So that's another twist here. I don't. Uh, and the reason is because getting a ice cube from the freezer might have woken my daughter up. And that's the basis of most of the things I do nowadays. <laughs> 
Oh, I have a funny story about her later that I got to tell. But uh, yeah, so I'm drinking it neat because of that. And let's see how that affects the, it's the Elena factor. It is the Elena factor. <laughs> Gotta say, she, you know, it's not totally her fault, but she's making me drink this neat. And if I get drunk faster, then <laughs> I hate to blame my daughter for something like that. But really, who else can I turn to? Yeah. So that's my second sip. It does have a little bit of a burn to it, but it is coating my throat uh, nice and even. Let me give it a third sip uh, so I can kind of better describe what's what's happening up front. I'm very curious about this bare face. It's definitely, and I think this is a fairly common thing with Canadian whiskeys, but it really has that warming effect. And apart from the warming effect, nothing is like really punching me in the mouth about it but it has a good lingering spice that just so delicately is like sinking down my throat and giving it that just nice coating, which I really appreciate. A um, little bit of spice up front, but not too strong. And yeah, I'll be honest, after the third sip, I think I'm gonna put Bareface on the smooth train. Woo so no boots about it. Um, yeah, go ahead and get yourself some Bareface. You might be able to find it in Chicago because that's where they import it. If you're in Canada, good for you. Go get it in Toronto or wherever else. But um, yeah, good. Smooth train. I'll be looking for that one. Yeah. No, it's, uh, I mentioned I'm drinking it neat because I, didn't, I was afraid to get an ice cube from the freezer. Uh, the other day, and this was just, just a couple of days ago, but Elena... I was watching her, but doing a really poor job of watching her. And it was late at night, uh, not late, but like right before she goes to bed. So like around 7.30 and Maggie was taking a shower. So I was gonna watch her for a few minutes, then get her ready for bed. Uh, and uh, that would be it. And I was doing the dishes. So I knew like in the back of my mind, kind of where she was, her room is right off the kitchen. So as long as she's in one of those two rooms, I think she's basically safe. She walks out of her room toward the hallway. And then I see the dog running up and down the hallway too. And he looks like maybe he has to go to the bathroom, but I'm not sure. Cause he's just like kind of a panicky dog sometimes. Uh, but needless to say, I think everything's fine. 15 or 30 seconds later, I see Elena come walking in the kitchen, holding something that is pretty much black. Um, you know, the size of maybe a, a ping pong ball or slightly smaller, but much, much denser. And it looked for a second like it was these mini brownies that we buy sometimes from the store, but it wasn't. Um, and I thought, you know, we don't have any of those mini brownies. So I really don't think that's what it is. And she was, as she was walking up to me with this in her hand, she was kind of like crying a little bit too. Like she was not happy that she was holding this. Uh, and so she came up to me I realized as she was getting very close to me that more likely than not, this is poop. Uh, so I grabbed it from her hand, put it in the garbage, made sure to grab her and wash her hands quickly before she touched her face, because of course that would be a disaster. And then th that's where the mystery starts because I don't know. And I still don't know whose poop it was <laughs> because it was not to get like too gross, but the, it was like a pretty hard poop. And 
for a poop, oddly clean, did not leave like a lot of like residue, even on her hand, frankly. Um, so that was like the first confounding thing. And that was the first thing in the column that made me think it was probably more likely my daughter because she occasionally has those just like oddly clean poops. But then I'm like, how did, how did she have this poop in her hand? She's never dug into her diaper before with her hand. So that would be a new behavior. So that already makes me think unlikely that it's her. The other option is that it could have, it's so hard. And her diaper was like, I don't know, had been on for a while. It was, it was pretty soaked at that point. So I suppose she could have pooped it. And maybe if she was like sideways a little bit, it could have rolled out of her diaper. And that's when she grabbed it. That's my other thought. And then on the dog side, it was, you know, he looked a little panicky and that might've meant he could have pooped in the house. And I looked everywhere in the house for where, if it was him, the rest of this poop was. And I couldn't find it. All I found was just a tiny little bit of debris right by the door to the kitchen. And so I sprayed that down and cleaned it up. And I still, I still don't know who it was. I'm like, I think it was probably my daughter. And I think probably the poop rolled out of her diaper. That's like the only thing that makes sense to me right now, but I'm not sure I'll ever know. Now, this is, there's one important question I have about this. Mm-hmm. Will you tell her when she's a little bit older that she either had her own poop in her hand or the dog's poop? Will you tell her this story or will you just let it be a thing that she never knows about? Uh, I don't know. I might just <laughs> let it be a thing that she never knows about. Unless... I, yeah. Until she listens to this podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, the likelihood of that is pretty low, I'm going to guess. She'll but, listen to every episode. <laughs> It made me feel like one super neglectful father. I don't even know whose poop this is. And uh, yeah, second, it made me think, is this the kind of thing that will start happening more now that she's like running around all the time? And I don't know. Um, But it was it was a mystery. It's like it reminds me of the It's Always Sunny episode where they somebody it's like who pooped the bed and they couldn't figure out who <laughs> who pooped in the bed and they do like a huge the whole episode is like a mystery about the poop. <laughs> this is your version of that. Yes, definitely. Um, all right, we got to get to our, our predictions for 2021. But before we do, let's do a quick recap of what our 2020 predictions are, because I'll say I mentioned earlier that we did a pretty good job. We both got two of the five predictions correct for 2020, which I think is stunning. We deserve a pat on the back for sure. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty good. I don't know if we, we did this the year before too. And I think we were over five. Yeah. I think we were much worse the year before. And in the crazy year of 2020, we, we did. Okay. Yeah. So Your predictions were, uh, and your first two predictions are the ones you got right, which is amazing. The XFL would fold before the year's over, which it did. The White Sox will make the playoffs, which they did briefly. Briefly. Uh, and then the ones you got incorrect were the Bulls will trade Laurie Markinen, which is still on the team. Trump will be kicked out of office by the Senate, which he was not, regrettably. And then you went, you doubled down on this <laughs> and said Mike Pence would also get impeached. Yep. That. I know. I was really hoping for that double whammy. But. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So my predictions, uh, 
And again, my first two were the ones that were correct, where the economy would collapse. I did not know why the economy would collapse, um, but my barometer for the economy collapsing, and I'm not saying this is a perfect barometer, but it's what I was going to judge this by, was that the Dow would dip below 20,000, which it did do. So I'm giving myself a point for that. Uh, my next prediction was that the Senate would acquit Trump, which they did. My prediction number three was JNCO, Jinko Jeans, would make a comeback. I, I can't confirm that they didn't. I'm not really up on my trends, but I'll say that probably did not happen. That's the one I'm the most disappointed. Well, maybe <laughs> not the most, but I was really hoping that that would happen. Yeah. Um, the next one, this is a double whammy that I was wrong on both fronts. I said part one of this prediction is the Golden State Warriors will not finish with the, with the worst record in the NBA. They did finish with the worst record in the NBA. And I said they will get the number one pick, which they did not do. They got the number <laughs> two pick. So double incorrect on that one. And then finally, my final prediction was the Whiskey Sessions podcast would win the AV Club podcast of the year. Now, I don't want to say I'm wrong on this because technically they didn't have a singular podcast of the year award. They had a had short a, list. Right. They had like a list of them and they kind of did it in like the most notable podcast of the year kind of thing. And I, we were t- talking about this beforehand. I heard from some people that we were um, there was a lot of politics that went on behind mm-hmm. the scenes at AV Club that kept us from being published as the winner or one of those most notable podcasts, but we really, if they had their, if their hands weren't tied, we would have been on it. I think that certainly must be true. There's kind of no other way of explaining it. Yeah. That's, that's, that's just one of the Occam's razor. Yeah. Um, All right. Before we get to our 2021 predictions, B pimp kind of what was your thought process in putting together this list? Did you have a crystal ball? Did you have a Ouija board? Did you have one of those eight ball things? What are they called? Magic eight ball. Yes. Magic eight balls. Huh. I thought they had a better <laughs> name than that. Maybe they don't. I just, um, uh, you know, after this year, I really realized that I have no idea. Anything could really happen. So I was just like, I always have a couple sports ones. So I thought of like, what are my sports? What, what am I seeing in the future with sports? And then I tried to think of like a very bold one that could be completely wrong and just kind of, let it all come into my mind and see what see what's what stuck with me. Do you think you have the potential? So I, I'll admit from my last year's list, predicting that the Senate would acquit Trump was not like a stretch, right? Um, so I kind of knew I had one in the bank for that. Do you think there's a potential you could go over five or five for five? Do you have any safe ones? There's definitely more of a potential of over five. I would argue that I don't really have a single one that is safe. I yeah. went for the fences. Okay. All right. Um, I'm curious to hear them then. Uh, without further ado, then let's get into it. These are our top five predictions for the year 2021. More than four, less than six. It's the top five. All right, my number five is in the realm of entertainment. Uh, And it's kind of a two-parter, but I think the first part's probably a given. Adele will have a new album, and it will be the best-selling album of 2021. All right. Putting my stamp on her universal appeal. What is this? Has she had a long layoff between albums? Is that like a... 
storyline. Okay. Last album. So her three albums are 19 and they're all based on the year that she wrote the songs. So they're called 19, 21 and 25. And if I'm not mistaken, she is currently 31 years old. Oh, wow. So we're talking about a five, six year uh, delay between albums. Okay. I like that. Yeah. I, I like the double, the, the two things that you include in this as well. Right. And, and to be clear, like the first thing is I'm pretty sure she will release an album. I know it's been talked about before, um, but you know, you never know. I suppose it could be delayed. Uh, but yeah, I'm putting my stamp on it being the best selling album of the year. All right. I like it. All right. What's your number five? My number five is newly hired uh, manager of the White Sox. Tony La Russa will not make it through his first season as Ooh. manager. <laughs> I, I really like this prediction because I think you're, it's a bold prediction, but I think you're a hundred percent right. Yeah, I think it's an absolutely horrendous idea that they had to hire him in the first place. Horrendous. Horrendous. How many more DUIs do you think he'll get before they kick him off the team? I hope none for the sake, because one day he's going to kill somebody and then it's not going to be funny. But like, yeah. he, I hope he, I hope it's because he just is so bad that they go, what happened? Why did we let the owner of the team who's like 90 years old and out of touch decide who the manager will be and not trust the people we hired to make baseball decisions. Yeah. That is a <laughs> baffling decision. Yeah. I, when I saw that, I thought it was like an onion. It headline. feels like it should be. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's a great prediction. I, it's a shame that he is the manager. Who yeah. do you think would replace him mid season? Um, well, I don't, I actually, I was so turned off by the fact that they hired him. I stopped paying attention to like anything else they did. So I don't even know who the rest of the coaching staff is, Mm -hmm. but I would just say there's probably some guy on the, they're going to hire like some tenured assistant and it'll just be like whoever it is Yeah. till the end of the year. And then they'll actually have to hire somebody next year. That's my hope and prayer. Yeah. Well, I gotta say, I know, I know you feared going over five. I think based on the, one I've heard so far, you're going to go one for one on this. Awesome. All right. My next one is the darkest one by far. I almost feel like lightening this up in some way. So I will, I'll make it a two-parter like I did with the Warriors one. This is in the geological department, I suppose. Uh, the Bay area will have a large earthquake. And by large, I don't mean humongous, but at least a 5.5 on the Richter scale which I've been in an earthquake worse than that before. So it's, you know, hopefully it won't be the end of the world, but I kind of think that will happen. So that's your, wait, you didn't that's do the, the dark t- one. Oh, okay. And here's the one part I'm adding to it, but, but we'll have the best fire season we've had in at least four years. Oh, okay. That's good. That's like a little, uh, what is it? Silver lining or something? Yes. <laughs> the earth will shake. We will not be on fire. That's, that's the both parts of that. How, how frequent are earthquakes in the Bay area? Pretty generally. Um, so since we've been here, I think, I don't know how many there's technically been probably a dozen, but like out of the ones we felt, I think we felt three. Oh, wow. About three years. And they have not been approaching 5.5. I think at the very worst, maybe one of them was like a four. Okay. Um, but 
you know, I was raised in Seattle and we had like a bunch of earthquakes. We had a string of earthquakes in the mid nineties that were all around five, but not too bad. And then we had the one in 2001 that was a 6.8 or nine or something like that. Whoa. So that one was pretty big. That got me at a day and a half of school and there was some other damage. I don't think anybody actually died from it, but um, that was a pretty big earthquake. So one Bay Area. be that big. Yeah, the one Bay Area one I know for sure is that World Series one in the 80s. Mm -hmm. And I think that was also about a 6.8 or 6.9. It had much more devastating effects than the Seattle one for whatever reason, but um, that's pretty bad. Bad. Once you get to close to seven, that's bad. Okay. Well, I hope you're wrong, but... I hope I'm wrong too. And I'm just saying 5.5 or worse. If it wants to be 5.5 on the dot and no damage done, then... Still, I'm taking the W for this. Okay. Okay. That's good. Um, All right. What is your number four? My number four, I need help having coming up with a way to test if I'm right about this, but my prediction is the streaming service bubble will start to burst. Hmm. So television streaming one. Yeah. Like the Netflix, Hulu, all the streaming services. I, th- the one thing I thought of is like, we have a lot of them and Netflix has been jacking their price up pretty significantly. Um, the last few years, it feels like at least $2 at a, at a time when they raise it. And I, maybe a good barometer will be some of them will start to go back. Like maybe the price will lower or some will fail. I don't know how to test if I'm right about this, but I just think there's so many, And there's so much movement with the content now that like NBC has their own and they took the office back from Netflix and things like that. Like, I just feel like it's going to start to, it's not going to just be this thing where everything just pops up constantly with new ones and the price keeps going up. I will say, I hope you're right because in the last year it's been like Disney plus coming up. Uh, Yeah. Peacock. I know there's some other ones that I barely know of. Then the HBO Max. HBO Max. It's getting to the point where having all of them is more expensive than a cable subscription by like right. a lot. So I, I also find it just infuriating actually from a, a customer standpoint because like we used to always watch a lot of things on demand, which I don't know, it's just something through Comcast. But now when we watch things on demand, especially like Dateline, which is on NBC, they're like, oh, do you want to stream this on Peacock? I'm like, I guess. And then it like takes you to a whole other thing. And like I have access to some episodes and not others. And I don't get it. And I just feel like from a user point of view, it's getting really untenable and terrible. Yeah. So I I think think you're totally right. We could test it by, like, if any of the major ones lower their price or any of them fail, I'll count it as a win. If that, neither of those happens, I'll just say that I was wrong. About that. I think to that list, you should also add merging. I think if significant merging starts to happen, it's an indicator that, like, a bunch of them are failing. Okay. That'll be my test. Yeah. I think that's a good one. I think 100% that will happen. I hope that happens. <laughs> Unlike the earthquake one, I hope. <laughs> yeah. Happens. It's annoying. I'm not getting Disney Plus or HBO Max. And I'm certainly not getting Peacock. So those people need to figure the, their shit out. I already yeah. have Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon Prime. That should be enough. Yeah. It's getting a little out of control. Yeah. Uh, all right. My number three is maybe this one is too much of a gimme. I didn't want to go too far with it, but Donald Trump will be charged with a crime. All right. What that crime is, I don't 
no. I think that's fair though, because he's so elusive that even him getting charged with a crime is like seems unlikely now. So I feel mm-hmm. like that that's a good prediction that you could. It's not too easy. Yeah, hopefully not too easy. I, I don't want to say convicted because you know that kind of thing takes forever. Mm-hmm. We're talking about what's going to be accomplished in the calendar year. So I'm going to start with right. charged. All right. All right, what's your number three? The Chicago Bulls number one pick, Patrick Williams, will win Rookie of the Year. Whoa. I like it. I'm going Bullsy Ballsy, and it's a preview of our upcoming NBA episode, but I think he will win the Rookie of the Year. I like what I've seen so far from the 19-year-old. I have not seen him play, I don't think. Or like I watched a tiny bit of the Bulls-Warriors game, but I wasn't uh, paying attention, I guess. He's much more poised and like he doesn't rely on his athleticism. He's got like a very good jumper, which I did not know. I didn't watch him at all in college, so I had no way. I just knew that he was the sixth man for Florida State, which was like a super deep team. He was the sixth man? Uh-huh. And he didn't draft? start. No. Yeah. But he's big. He's big. He jumps like he has really good physical skills, it looks like. But he doesn't need. It's not like he's an athletic only type of player it seems like he's got he has good instincts and he has a really good jump shot so i think that's a good sign and he's he starts already so he's gonna have the minutes i think okay yeah i mean because that's like a critical thing you gotta be playing yeah um my favorite thing is i mean there are a lot of rookies people are looking out for i think wiseman on uh the warriors is good and he looks good a lot of people are paying attention to Lamelo ball too I think it's hilarious in the Hornets' first game that Terry Rozier scored like 45 points or something. Because you know, in his mind, he's like, F that if I'm losing my role to this guy. I yeah. need to do whatever I can. Yeah, because he made it, he hated the fact that he wasn't like a focal point in Boston. That's why he left, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Terry. It's going to happen again. Yeah. Um, all right. My number, what are we on? Two is this is a personal one. We have three avocado trees. One is one that I started growing myself right when we moved. Um, And it's still in a pot. And then we have two that are in our backyard. None of them have ever actually produced an avocado. And I don't expect the one that I started growing to produce an avocado. It's too young. But the other two are more established. So (laughs) my prediction for the upcoming year is that one of our three avocado trees will produce an avocado. I love it. And we need a picture of it if it happens and we'll uh-huh. somehow incorporate that into it. Like we'll tweet it out or something. But our lemon tree is going crazy now. It's ready. It's, I could pick probably like 30 lemons from it right now. And it's going to produce another 70. I think it's at least a hundred total. So why was it your prediction that you'll start your own like produce mart out of your home? I Well, <laughs> lemons are the one thing around here that like, I could give a neighbor a bag of lemons and they'd be like, oh, great. I'll just throw it with my other bags of lemons that other neighbors have given me. (laughs) Everyone's like swimming in lemons. (laughs) Everybody is swimming in lemons around these parts. Yeah. I don't think it's, I want to get an orange tree because there's a lot of ways that those can grow. Like they can be actually almost like shrub like, because I would like to have some oranges or some like mandarins or something like that. Lemons. I mean, I don't, I don't know what you would do with lemons. We use it for drinks. And I guess we can make lemonade. I don't know. It's not like a whole lot. 
Lisa's been making hummus recently, quite delicious hummus, and we use lemons for that. Ooh, it is. Lemons are a secret nice touch with a lot of things that I kind of forget about. Mm-hmm. Hummus, I could see that being really good. Yeah. Um, all right. What is your number two? My number two is I will give the boot to half of the whiskeys that I review in 2021. Oh, no. I told you I was going so good for the fences. There is no way this is happening. I think I'm going to go for it. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a meeting between my taste will become more discerning and I will stop just buying like fancy whiskeys. I got to try more. Unless you get like ancient age for every other episode i can't see this happening we'll see we'll know pretty quick as if i if, if my string of, of smooth trains is like continuing strong until june and there's like mathematically no chance i can do it it'll just be over yeah at that point you're just gonna like purposefully be like getting the shittiest whiskeys on the planet yeah but even then even then you're gonna be like well it wasn't as bad as i expected smooth train for four dollars this isn't really that bad <laughs> yeah uh, all right. My number one is this one's in the sports realm. It will be announced that Seattle will have an expansion NBA team. Oh yeah. I hope that's true. I mean, we know it was, it was teased at the end of 2020 by Adam Silver. And I, I think it's going to happen within the calendar year. They'll announce it. I don't know when they'll start playing maybe like 2022 or 2023 or even further in the future than that. Hopefully not too far, but I think this is the year it will be officially announced. I love it. That'll be, that'll come quickly as my second favorite team right now. It's kind of like the Hawks, but if there's a new Seattle team, they'll automatically jump into that mix. The Hawks. Yeah. I like the Hawks. The Trey young is like pretty awesome to watch. He's awesome. Yeah. I don't know. I was watching some play where he just juked, Kyrie Irving out of his shoes like five times on one play and then like snuck by DeAndre Jordan for just a sweet scoop lay-in. Yeah, he's awesome. The whole team, I like John Collins too a lot. Yeah, the Hawks are, and they're playing well too. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. What is your numero uno? Donald Trump will spend Christmas 2021 in federal prison. Ooh, okay. Well, Bold, bold prediction. I think we can agree that if that happens, we both get one correct. Yeah. Um, all right. If you had to guess what the what he would be charged and convicted of, what do you think it would be? It seems like that stuff swimming around in New York with the taxes, mm-hmm. just like they got all the past crooks like Al Capone with tax evasion, they'll get him with tax evasion too. Because it seems like it seems like his family just thinks that they can do whatever they want, so they're just like completely re- like ridiculous about stuff, and it's going to be pretty easy. Like the other, the only reason I can think of that he has evaded it this far is he got into the office when he did with yeah. all the stuff swirling around him and he's just kind of been hiding out. And then I think now that he's going to be leaving office, it's going to, people are going to be like, okay, well, guess what? This is going to happen now. Bye. Yeah, people are paying attention again. I, I, I believe it will be something tax related. Yeah. I thought what was so funny as he's going through his pardoning everybody he can phase is um, like one of the most telling things is I saw like Trump pardons Jared Kushner's father. And I was like, Oh, I didn't even, what did he do? But it's like the least surprising thing that he did something. I just didn't know. I wasn't like following that 
Jared Kushner's father was also a crook, but of course he is. Yeah, that's just a, it's just a big criminal organization. Yeah. Uh, no, that's a great number one. I think that will happen. I think you have a few that will happen. The smooth train thing will not happen. Uh, you're <laughs> out of your mind. <laughs> I had to go. I was going bold. I told you. Yeah, you should have said like 20% might get the boot or something more realistic. That would even be a little bit of a stretch, <laughs> to be crazy. honest. Uh, all right. If you have predictions, uh, well, actually, did you have any honorable mentions for this? Nope. No, I just went there. with five. Yeah, these are these are the five things or 10 total things that will definitely happen. There are no more things. Nope. That's it. That's your year. Get ready for it. Yeah. Uh, all right. If you have some 2021 predictions of your own go ahead and shoot us an email you can send it to whiskey sessions music at gmail.com of course you can hit us up on our twitter as well that's at whiskey sessions uh and whatever you send us we'll read it on a future episode but let's go ahead and get to what we have for this episode these are your emails you sent us emails to read emails and now we'll read them all right bpm what do we got in the old email inbox Dear Whiskey Sessions, my number one prediction for 2020 was that a global pandemic would strike the U.S. and due to an incompetent federal government led by a group of people who operate more as a death cult than a political party and had just spent three years gutting all the departments who could have helped us weather the storm, we would have over 20% of the resulting deaths in the world despite only having 4% of the population. Shouldn't I get an award? Sincerely, Danny Doom. Mmm. Danny Doom. Is he talking about the U.S. federal government? Apparently, yeah. Yeah, that seems like it. The, from the, the, describe, the factors he used to describe it makes me think of only one federal government. Yeah, because he just didn't. He didn't say exactly where he was writing from. Yeah, he's he could be anywhere. It really could be. Um, I don't know what to say, Danny. I would I would agree that our federal response was not strong to this. And it continues to not be strong with vaccine rollout. Yeah. But here we are. I don't know. His question is, shouldn't I get an award? I would say he absolutely should get an award. Yeah. Don't receive it in person, I would say. No. If you're hiding out in like uh, like a former Soviet satellite country, then just stay there and we'll we'll send you the award somehow. (laughs) Yeah. Um, All right. Great email. Uh, I've got one that says, hey, guys. Quick question for you. Does every smooth train whiskey get a lifetime pass on the smooth train or will there be ticket checkers coming through the cars every few years? And this is from Cleo in Española, New Mexico. Okay. I like this question. And I, my gut reaction is there, it is a lifetime pass unless if we're told that one of these whiskeys changes their formula or something like that. Like let's, I have a news, uh, Google news alert for whiskey. Mm. And I get I get stories sent to me every week because I'm a serious broadcast journalist. Um, yeah. And if I hear that, for example, Southern Comfort decided to take the um, vats of maple syrup out of their recipe <laughs> and they change how they make their whiskey and we revisit it. It's not in the smooth train, but, you know, I think we could change our opinion if the way they make the whiskey changes. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you get those Google alerts. Yes, it's very important. You got to stay on top of the news. Absolutely. All right. So any, we're saying it's lifetime, unless we hear that there's some kind of change to the formula, then we will revisit. Correct. Good to know. All right. 
Uh, if you, again, have an email that you want to send us, hit us up at whiskeysessionsmusic at gmail.com and we'll read it on a future episode in the year 2021. That does it for this episode, the first episode of the year and episode 102, Be Pimp. Do you have any words of wisdom to leave our listeners with? I just want to say shout out Danny Doom. Shout out Danny Doom. All right, until next uh until two weeks from now which we'll be talking about our nba preview which is coming hilariously late uh this is a met saying peace out and beep him bye bye